guess uh, this is Lonely Town, Jimmy. We are a killer's podcast, and uh, we're back at it. Yeah, it's not too lonely here. I mean, you can call it Lonely Town, but it's a quiet town, but it's a good town. It's getting to be a more popular town, and we appreciate everyone that's been tuning in or going on Facebook or Instagram, liking things, and uh, we see it, and we appreciate you, and we're getting closer to our CD giveaway, and let me say this. It's not going to stop there. I got some other stuff. I'm just starting at the bottom and building up. Now, if we don't ever get to where I want to build up to, I got good Christmas presents for everyone. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited to see uh, who's, who's going to be our first winner. Well, this week we're to Cody, which is in itself, me and Jimmy were talking a little before we started. It doesn't have all the landmarks and things of Nephi, but in its own way, it's became uh, pretty controversial, or there's a lot of talk about Cody going on, and I, I hope it's a good episode. I'm, I'm feeling good about it. We got our notes, uh, but I always like starting with the interstitials, and this one, this one, did you go and higher listen powers, to this one? Yeah, higher, higher powers, powers, higher powers, higher powers than, you know, seeing the spirits out in the hills, and I just thought, well, is this, uh, you know, is this the Breaking Bad uh, meth guy, or is this an overly religious guy? I personally have never seen a spirit out in the hills, Jimmy. Have you? No. <laughs> where, I've where seen do we go some things there? in the hills, but no hills. I've spirits. actually, uh, I saw, well, I, okay, I have seen some things out in the hills. I'll just stop there. <laughs> but it was, a, it was a, I don't know. These interstitials are kind of interesting, and I kind of want to hear the whole interview in context. I don't know if we'll ever have that, but this one was, uh, it was, I don't know, it was interesting. Yeah, my first thought when I uh, heard the song and thought back on the interstitial was, what does this have to do with the song? And, you know, he talks about spirits and, you know, the song gets into some spirituality stuff. Who's going to, where's the miracle going to come? All this kind of stuff. So, uh, you know, as a guy who believes in in, uh, the supernatural and the song goes into the supernatural. Well, yeah, it does, actually. That's a good that's a good point. Uh, when the first leak came out of a Pressure Machine and we saw the lyrics and read the lyrics, this was one, and I know me and you had a conversation about it. We saw Cody uh, going back. You were talking about it, and I found it. The original, there was like a set list that was teased about a year, maybe a little over February, a year ago. I think, yeah. And it said Cody Miracle on it. Going through my mind was, okay, who is Cody? There was a lot of Cody's in Nephi. <laughs> And then we're going through all the Cody's and, and putting things together. And, and Jimmy said, well, I hope it's not this certain person because of, you know, we might not have been always the nicest to this Cody and we feel really bad. Or, you know, we have people messaging us and saying, oh, it's definitely this Cody. Uh, this is why. And like, why do you think it's that guy? And they'll say their piece. There's a guy, uh, there's a Cody in Nephi right now that, that's claiming the songs about him and telling everyone, yes, I'm Cody from the song. And my, my only response to that is every time Brandon's wrote a song or done a song about somebody in Nephi, to my knowledge, he's always went and got their permission and they've signed releases. And so if you think it's about you or want it to be about you, that, that's fine. That's cool or, or whatever. I'm not here to say it's not. We'll what, be glad to have you come tell us why. Yeah, what do I know? I'm just a guy podcasting in a, uh, you know accountant's office in, in Payson, Utah. So Cody had a lot of... Uh, a lot of buzz. There's a lot for, for what it was or what it is. There's a lot of talk about Cody. Uh, Brandon's came out, and his official statement is Cody's just like a... I'll go ahead and read it. I got it. This is from the Apple Music uh, album preview. He says, Cody is a culmination of a bunch of my friends' big brothers. I had two friends that had older brothers that seemed particularly dangerous. And so, again, those memories stand out that you 
you might have been afraid of them or you hear stories about what they're doing or getting arrested or whatever it is. And so I was able to sort of melt them into this one character. They, so according to Brandon, it's not a specific person, but it's kind of a, a, a molding of several people not named Cody into a character that he's called Cody. He also did an interview with uh, X96 with the radio from Hell Show when the CD came out. And maybe I'll, I'll try to remember to link it to the bottom with everything so you can listen to it. They asked him the same thing, and he said the same basic answer. But then Gina, who's on the show, was said like something to the effect of, "Well, Cody's the perfect name for a guy like that, or something like that." So, so it it fits. uh, But the older brothers kind of gave me a glimpse and and made me think of some people that were just a few years older than us, and some of the stories or things that you'd hear or things that you'd witness or whatever, and. It kind of fits. There, we had some wild. Uh, there, there was definitely a wild bunch. That I mean, I'm sure to some people we were a wild bunch too. And part of that's just your perspective of being younger and seeing these older people. But well, we'll get into some of that when he gets into some of the things that Cody's doing during the the lyrics. Um, there's a couple of things I want to ask you about, Barry. Okay, that I think apply to you. I, I, that might be better. I got some stuff about me in here too, so <laughs> that might be interesting. So, it, it, I mean, it doesn't hesitate. I mean, he comes right out and says, you know, uh, Cody says he didn't start the fire, and his parents know he probably did, which gave me an instant flashback. And I've confirmed this with like family members and stuff. There was a house in Nephi that's no longer there. And my dad would always take, like, the younger kids by it. I, I don't remember when it burned down. Spoiler alert. It was a house. I could describe it to somebody. It doesn't really matter, but it's kind of an older house. And rumor had it that the kid that was living there burned it to the ground. So my first thought and our first conversations was, was that kid's name Cody? Because <laughs> we thought, well, maybe, you know, urban legends or, or myths or maybe that was it. Kids was His name wasn't Cody, but that's what came first to my mind is, is this guy, uh, this kid that burned down his house, like, it torched it down and, and kind of fit the persona, but like we're saying, there's a lot of people and a lot of different personas in here. So that was the first thing that just popped in my mind of, he didn't start the fire, they got this little pyromaniac kid, and the house is gone. I have a picture of that house on fire, Derek. I'll have to find it for the Instagram, <laughs> because it was across the street from my house. That's crazy. I never thought about that. The thing I thought of when I read about starting the fire, uh, taking back to some some Nephi trivia, I guess, or just an interesting story is for the homecoming football week, they used to put together a big bonfire. They'd throw a bunch of pallets or whatever they could find in a field over by the high school. And then uh, one of the evenings of the, I think it was after the football game, they'd have a big bonfire where the high schoolers would go and hang out and burn stuff, I guess, but... I remember, one of, I don't think they did it uh, very long after we got into high school. I think our, it was probably our freshman year. Somebody lit it on fire early. Um, I think it was our sophomore year. Oh, was it? Yep. And so I don't know if that was the last year, and it, it was probably something that people did as a prank. You know, I, we talked about how people would change the number on the J-Hill to, to beat up after their class. I think it's something that people would do to mess with the senior class to try to mess up the yeah, so. lines. It was a very small town thing, so for those people that aren't aware or whatever, uh, you'd go all around town, and each class had a certain job, so I don't remember, like, if you're a sophomore or a junior, you're supposed to gather the wood, and, and this, and they usually had the mascot of, a, of the opposing team, like an effigy, on, like, a, like, if they could find, if you could find an old outhouse, you were really in the money, and so you'd have them sitting on the outhouse or whatever, and you'd stack it up for a week, and you'd burn it, and people would come throw, like, firecrackers and, and all sorts of stupid stuff, but... Uh, I think they re they brought it back a few years 
after that, and the kid got burned in it. And I Ooh, think that was the one that dang. they decided, uh, no, we're not doing this anymore. Probably a lot more liability, and you know, you don't want people getting hurt or you know, possibly worse. But no, I believe it was our sophomore year, and uh, I'm not going to say the kid's name, but I remember, <laughs> I remember who went over, and they, they just, yeah, they just set it on fire, and it was before the event and everything, and uh, up in smoke it went. We'll just say his name's Cody. Yeah, okay. He we'll say Cody. The fire, but his parents know he did. Yeah, yeah. We called him the name of a popular country music star, which wasn't his name either. But yeah, yeah. anyway. Yeah. So uh, a couple lines later, he says he's just a different kind of kid. So then, you know, this is a, a big line for people to, to speculate about who it is. You know, that's the whole point of the album. Or one of the points of the album was to highlight outcasts in the town. You know, people that didn't fit in. So this is an example of another person, different kind of kid who didn't really match the mold of. Yeah, and I, I wanted to town, maybe. go out and say we we hear all the speculation, we've seen all the messages. Be careful about putting certain people's names on, <laughs> especially when it's probably not them. I've seen on uh, you know social media and things where people said it's Cody Blank, and I don't think it is. And then their reasoning is, well, he was weird or whatever, crazy kid or whatever. There's one line out of you know, yeah, it's one line out of the lines song. Out of the song that the rest don't apply. Guy still got a life. He still got family and stuff, and. Even if he was that way, you don't want to be social bullying a guy that probably has nothing to do with it just because you think he's weird. So think about that kind of, you can think that's who it is all you want and that's fine and I don't care and, and that's great, but like probably don't go putting it out there on the internet and try to ruin somebody's life that may or may not be connected to this at all. So it might have been a Cody that was a little different and we can, you know, talk about that in person all day long and why we don't think it's him or do think it's him, but I would just tell people listening, especially in Nephi, let's not, I, I don't know, I feel like I'm the dad now, but like, let's not ruin this guy's life because you think he was a little weird in high school, even yeah. if he was, yeah. I don't know. You could just as easily, if the song was called Jimmy and it said, Jimmy's just a different kind of kid, you'd be like, oh yeah, that that describes Jimmy, or that describes Jerry, you know, everybody's a little bit different, so. Okay, and then, you know, we go down some of the other lyrics, and it's, it's kind of weird, like raising the dead, and like, it's almost like we got a cult leader going here, Jimmy. Yeah, I think it switches from, it's weird because uh, he says he's, let's talk about he's playing with the lie, he's a different kind of kid, he's talking about Cody, and then Cody says he, the he switches, the pronoun switches, instead of referring to Cody, is talking about Jesus, who says, raise the dead, um, and he doesn't believe it, but yeah, it's, it's weird how it switches, the verse, that's one of the things I noted was the verses and the chorus seem to be completely different. One's about Cody and this rough kid, and then the 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 chorus is gets into the supernatural and more seems like it's talking about the people of the town looking for looking for something big that will uh, you know bless their lives or be yeah. able to perform. That was so when I was talking a few episodes ago and I was trying to explain how Brandon writes things. This is a good example of what I was trying to say, even though it did come across like I don't know where like most songs are all the same story, verse, 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 chorus. This is kind of like talking about this kid that gets into like. Yeah, Jesus and Townsfolk, not necessarily Cody. That comes back to Cody. So there's a few moving parts, uh, maybe a few gears going on there. One of the things that kind of, I don't know, stuck out or, or whatever to me was uh, uh, the people that are, they're just keep waiting for the miracles to come. And um, I knew a guy that was in a wheelchair, and it was when I was uh, out on my mission, and you go and you teach people. I think we've talked about that a little bit. How I don't know. I don't know if we have or not. But anyways, I was on a church mission, and I met a guy in a wheelchair, and we we talked to him, and you know, you're trying to talk religion and things, 
But his biggest thing that he would tell to us, it didn't matter what it was, is like, hey, you want a candy bar? Or, hey, you want a glass of water or whatever? And he says, the Lord helps those that help themselves. And so when I see this, like all these people in town or whatever, looking up at the, the mountain, which I imagine is Mount Nebo or somewhere thereabouts, for some miracle to come down and save them from whatever's going on. And, uh, you know, they keep staring there and they keep waiting for the miracle to come. And, you know, you can repeat the chorus in your head right now as you listen, because you've heard it enough. But the thing that came to my head is, the Lord helps those that help themselves. So, I don't know. That was just what popped up there for me. It's uh, totally random, but maybe it applies a little bit. When I read this part about the miracle, my first question was, this, it repeats so many times, the miracle. What's the miracle? Okay, so I, I'm going to quote from the Old Testament, Derek. You ready for this? I'm not sitting down. <laughs> sitting down. So I just saw, saw this connection. It's the only thing that, that, that I could make a connection with. Talking about this miracle, what's going to come down the mountain in a stream? You know, what's um, the firmament to give us nice things? I was trying to find a connection. And the thing that stuck out, stuck out to me was Malachi 3.10, where it says, Prove me now herewith, saith the Lord of hosts. If I will not open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing, that there shall not be room enough to receive it. So, in the in the last line of the, the first chorus, it says, pour down the mountain like a heaven-fed stream. So, I found a scripture that talks about pour, something pouring from heaven. I figure, this, you know, I don't think it's specifically talking about tithing like this, this Old Testament scripture is, but I think it's talking about the ideal that, you know, if you do everything right, you're going to be blessed materially and you're going to have stuff you need. And, you know, if you're living in a small town, maybe you have a job, you don't make a lot of money. You, um, you know, you think when's my big time going to come? When's, when am I going to get my shot? When's, when are things going to turn around for me? And I think, um, we'll get into that later on the getting by, uh, where it's, it's kind of a similar idea of, you know, I go to work every day. Um, and I think, um, the one, the one line I'll read from the getting by, it says, this whole town is tied to the torso of God's mysterious ways. And I thought this, um, the miracle to me is the same thing as the mystery. It's, you know, somebody's waiting for something. They don't know what it is. They just know if they do what's right, something good will come. And they're just going to, they're just waiting for that. And we'll get to it more on the getting by, but that's, you know, that's the, the the repetition I saw, fall from the firmament and give us nice things. What kind of miracle is going to give you nice things? I don't know. It's, it seems like somebody's waiting for, you know, hit in the lottery or, you know. That's me. I'm, I'm not somebody. <laughs> and, you know, wondering when it's ever going to come. And maybe it never will. Um, but uh, that's that's what I wanted to share about the, the miracle. You got Cody down there shaking his fist and then getting his, his game together. And, uh, and he's saying, yeah, it's never going to happen. He never, he never raised the dead. It's just a trick to get you to stay in line. You're all a bunch of idiots, <laughs> but no, uh, you know, and uh, does the walking with his fist or talking with his fist. I like during the song. Now I almost pan Panama and fist fighting, you know, it's, it's turned into like online and stuff. This song's turned into one of the fan favorites. Like a lot of people love this song. So what about you? How do you feel about it? I, uh, first I was okay. At first when I heard it, I'm trying to figure out who it's about. Then I figure out it's not about anybody. And then I go through it. It's pretty catchy. We'll get to it. It has this guitar riff, the solo in there, which 
for this album was, I mean, kind of out of the blue, and it's really good solo. It's a good song, it's, and then it gets catchier and catchier, and I don't know, I'm, I'm really liking the whole album, so it's probably not fair for me just to speculate on one song, but it's a, it's a good one. Yeah, it's not one of my favorites, for sure, and I think part of the reason is that it, um, it starts so slow. You know, the music's really slow, um, and I just like something catchy right off the bat, and it takes a while to get there, so... Well, then we move on to uh, the fire fireworks, Jimmy. That's what I had a note about. Bottle rockets on an August night. And it's not something that happens in August or happened in August, but I thought you got to talk about Everett Fest. So, so growing up, uh, we had an event called Everett Fest in my backyard. And basically, me and my dad and whoever, uh, family members and friends, would drive up to Evanston, Wyoming, where you can buy all the fun fireworks that were illegal here at the time. And... Uh, we put them all together on what was known as a board and glue everything together and fuse it all together. And uh, we, we light it off, and uh, it was a good time to celebrate the 4th of July. I, I took some notes myself there of uh, the PVC pipe. So the bottle rockets uh, <laughs> remind me, they were like the cheap thing that they give away. If you spend a certain amount of money, you'd get a bunch of fireworks, and they give you a bunch of bottle rockets. My dad put together and engineered a PVC uh, pipe that you could put like a hundred type uh, bottle rockets. It was like a whole platform and everything. So when he's singing that song about, you know, bottle rockets on an August night, that's, I, I either picture that or I picture some guy just holding it and pointing it up at the, you know, sky and just letting it go through his hand. Cause I've seen both done. <laughs> so I don't know if Cody was uh, that engineered uh, guy that was out there drilling the holes and putting on a show for the town, or if he was just the guy in the backyard with, you know, of course, light can in one hand and a bottle rocket in the other, lighting it off of his uh, Marlboro Red and saying, hey, watch this. All right. Well, the only other thing that I wanted to mention, I was listening to this song last night while I was doing the dishes, and I listened to the part where he says, round and round it goes, where it stops, nobody knows. And I thought, where does that come from? I know it's something. It's a common thing to say. I was trying to, so I looked it up. Apparently, it was on some radio show that made it famous in like the 1930s. But essentially, it's a carnival thing. You know, on a, on a spinning game. And, you know, we've talked a little bit about the Ute Stampede. There's another thing on the 4th of July at the park where, you know, you go and have a little carnival and play the games. And Maybe Cody was a carny. We didn't put that one together. Yeah. No, I just thought it was just one more thing to tie in the carnival that keeps coming up every once in a while in Killer Songs. Yeah, and I like that. We talked a little bit about the guitar solo. I like how it comes in there. Um I mean, we talk heavy about Brandon. I know there's, I, I say this, you know, it feels like every week, other members of the band, but I thought the guitar solo, I mean, it's a good solo. It comes in there strong. You know, you can kind of play your air guitar and headbang or whatever you're going to do for it. Maybe that's why the older school fans that aren't so down with the pressure machine can kind of relate a little bit because it's a little more rock rock and roll. Uh, there's also a few, you know, drum solos and stuff we'll get to at some point. Maybe, I don't know if we will or not, but that was that was one of the parts. And then, and it just kind of ends and goes on to the next song. But this is, uh, I mean, people people love it. So hopefully we give uh, Cody the credit that uh, it's due. Yep. Hope, hopefully everybody can, uh, I was going to say something about go out and get drunk on some whiskey, but I don't want to say that. Don't do that, kids. You will end up like Cody. Don't start fires. So so here's the other, so, okay, so it does have the part about whiskey in the back of a truck and whatever. Um, I was going to get into this later too, and we're talking about the local sports town, sports or sports bar in town or whatever. Nephi is an interesting place, and here's a reason why. Um, when it comes to alcohol, 
growing up there, again, it was very religious, or people weren't very religious. Like, there wasn't a whole lot of in-between. There's probably more in-between than I realized, but to me, that's how it was when I was young. Uh, so this part about drinking whiskey or whatever, if they're lucky, they found it at the back of the truck or whatever. But uh, growing up in Nephi, it, it's very weird and, and strange for Utah because it was such a small town that we actually had uh, we had a bar in town. And I didn't realize how weird that was until I got a little older and you go to, like, the next bigger towns up. No one has bars, basically. There might have been one in Spanish Fork. I don't know if it was active or going at the time. But, but like, the town of Provo, I think, only had, like, two or three at that time. And Provo's a pretty big city. Yeah, it's like... And, and unless you get up to, like, Salt Lake, and then there's, you know, more bars. And there might have been hotel bars. Don't quote me on all this for sure. But <laughs> for Nephi to have an actual bar was, like, it just kind of peculiar for as religious as it was. I don't know. We'll get into it later when we talk about the local sports bar. But I've had I've had some bar experiences I'll share at that time, I guess. <laughs> but anyway, I just thought that was kind of weird and... Uh, Nephi also had a, like a, a state liquor store, which was there, which, I mean, a lot of towns had those or whatever, but it was kind of weird. In Utah, the liquor, or like the, the harder drinks are controlled by the state, so it's actually a state-owned store. Um, why it's in the back of somebody's truck and they're trying to get lucky and, and get a plug off of it, I don't know, but that was just kind of the weird thing that popped in my mind on that one. Yeah, that's Cody, I... Like you said, lots of people like it. And that's another episode down from Lonely Town. <laughs>